0: Hello and welcome to the RadioTimes.com Doctor Who podcast. My name's Hugh. My name's Morgan. And this week, as promised, we are talking about the Daleks. Specifically, we're talking about the mysteries of the Daleks. No, it's not a long-lost classic episode starring Sylvester McCoy or somebody. Um, Basically, it's just we've obviously got a big Dalek episode coming up and we've had a couple of thoughts uh, about some things fans have been asking about what the deal is with these new Daleks. Um, so yeah, I guess to start off with, if you're sitting there at home, you're listening to this podcast, or wherever you listen to the podcast, you watch the Doctor Who trailer, you see you know, Joe Patterson, the Prime Minister played by Harriet Walter, unveiling these new drones, air quotes, air quotes uh, which are actually obviously Daleks. And you might be thinking, as many people did on the internet at the time, but that's a Dalek. Everyone on earth knows what a Dalek looks like because they've invaded loads of times. Uh, so a lot of people are asking this mm-hmm. question. But Morgan, I think there's a very simple explanation for this mystery, isn't there? There, well, I don't know
1: that's simple, um, <laughs> but there is certainly an explanation, um, s- several, in, in fact. Um, because, yeah, as, as you pointed out, the Daleks have uh, invaded the planet Earth uh, more, more than once. Uh, the, the first time on screen was in the aptly titled "The Dalek Invasion of Earth" um, from 1965. But that story is set in the 22nd century, so that wouldn't have any bearing on what happens in "Revolution of the Daleks." So who gets away with that one? That's fine. But more recently, or earlier, depending on how you look <laughs> at it, we, we, we have seen multiple uh, Dalek invasions of Earth, um, some on a, on a smaller scale, so um, Remembrance of the Daleks, the Professor McCoy story. Uh, that's an example of that. but also uh, full-scale uh, Dalek occupations of Earth as well. You know, the Army of Ghosts Doomsday from 2006, an example of that. And then also two years later. Uh, stolen Earth and Journey's End. So, why doesn't anybody on Earth seem to remember that that any of this happened? So, there's a couple of um, a couple of suggested theories that Doctor Who itself has kind of thrown up as, as possible explanations. So, you, in remembrance of the Daleks, Ace, um, Sophie Aldred's companion, she's from the 1980s, and she that story's set in the 1960s in, in London, and the Daleks invaded, and she's saying, well, why?" Why does no one talk about this in the 1980s? Daleks are, you know, there's, a, there's a civil war breaking out between two factions of Daleks in 1960 Shoreditch, and no one thought to mention it in the 1980s. Um, to which the doctor throws in a few references to classic, uh, classic episodes uh, to throw her off. His, his retort is essentially Do um, you remember the Zygon gambit with the Loch Ness Monster, the Yetis in the underground? Uh, your species has the most amazing capacity for self deception. So the suggestion there. Is that we're all living in denial that our our tiny human brains just couldn't handle it, and we're um, you know the, the idea that uh, an, an alien race had invaded, that there was an alien civil war going on in our streets, we're just totally in denial about the whole thing, which I don't know, may, maybe seems like a stretch,
0: or I think it's a stretch. Like if the Daleks invaded today, think of the memes, Morgan. Think of the memes. <laughs>
1: But this is it. This is it. It would have been a stretch, but now in the age of of, of fake news, widespread Ooh. mistrust in the media, ex- except for RadioTimes. of course, um, <laughs> a trusted resource. But uh, you know, it, it's not. A, I mean, it's still pretty far fetched. But it, they could cover up a Dalek invasion. But it's not as far fetched as it once was. People just say, nah, the Dal-, you know, it's a Dalek invasion. It's a scam. It never happens. Um, so that's one explanation. Uh, the second, maybe slightly more. Um, solid and rather more timey-wimey potential explanation for this is, so in uh, Victory of the Daleks from 2010 Amy Pond, of course Karen Gillan's character, she encounters the Daleks for the first time and doesn't remember them, and the 11th Doctor Matt Smith keeps saying that you should remember the Daleks they, again, they invaded the planet, what's the deal um, but as we find out, it's not so much that her memory's been wiped, it's just that those, those events, um, the Battle of Canary Wharf, uh, the Earth being Uh, uh, I don't know, what would you say? Well, stolen, that is the word. The word was stolen, uh, pulled across the universe. Um, uh, The war, the Medusa Cascade, all of that, uh, it had been totally wiped from existence. It never happened um, because of the cracks in time, which of course were um, big story arc across Series 5 of Doctor Who. The cracks in time, uh, they could erase um, events in time and space which is very handy because for continuity issues such as this just totally resolved them. It's a kind of, um, easy, quick fix. Um, but then of course the, the, the next question is if the cracks were sealed at the end of series five. And, and unless there's some, again, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey way in which the cracks could have erased events that hadn't happened yet. But let's pretend that's not true. Let's say that the cracks are sealed. So anything that we see happen in Dr. Who after the big bang, is still you know still canon that all absolutely still happens what about the events of, of resolution because that was the big thing i think on twitter people were saying well what about the reconnaissance dalek it literally blew up gchq it took out the british armed forces like a year ago why is everyone now so accepting of these new um defense drones which are clearly um based on a dalek and have you know has everyone just forgotten this but you had a theory, didn't you Hugh, (laughs) I've been talking for a while now I'll stop, that maybe they haven't forgotten and maybe in fact this is all, you know, it's all directly linked.
0: Yes, so uh, this is our second Dalek mystery in the Mystery of the Dalek special. Uh, Basically, yeah, one of the other things a lot of people were confused about was, you know, why are the Daleks here? You know, why didn't anyone recognise the Resolution Dalek? And the answer is that maybe they did. So... Um, Radio Times spoke to Chris Chibnall and Matt Strevens, uh, the show and executive producer of the show, and asked them about you know, the episode and how it stands up. And they both said it's basically, it's standalone, but it's also, um, Revolution of the Daleks now, is a direct sequel to Resolution. And Matt Strevens specifically said, um, I can't remember the exact words, but he said something like, we knew that when we you know, sent that Dalek into the supernova at the end of Resolution, that wasn't the end of it. And he said that these new Daleks are birthed somewhat from the Resolution Dalek. So the sort of idea I had based on that was, you know, what, what does that mean? And you mentioned Victor of the Daleks there, um, and a lot of people, um, were thrown back to this story because it seems like quite a similar story from the outside. That's obviously a story where the Daleks are pretending to work for the British government as kind of loyal robots, essentially, whereas actually they're, you know, scheming to try and get the doctor to kind of recognize them so they can open some stuff, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, And then basically, so yeah, basically, people will say, oh, this is clearly the same thing again. But I think maybe it's actually this time, it's true that these Daleks have been made by the British government. Obviously, people remember that the resolution Dalek was destroyed at the end of resolution. But the casing wasn't destroyed, not entirely. The Dalek monster, which was coming out of the casing quite a lot in the episode, was thrown into a supernova, and they blew up the casing that it had made with a, like, microwave, like a combination microwave. <laughs> but they left just the outside in GCHQ, which, you know, wasn't the best. Which, which,
1: no, And which was something I must admit I'd forgotten. I, you know, I, I think I had an image in my head, and I'm not entirely sure why, of a, of a Dalek, like a full Dalek, spinning away into that supernova. And, and maybe other fans have, have misremembered that too, but that's not what happened. As you, as you said, the, the, um, the sort of burnt-out husk of the Dalek casing was left. It just left in GTHQ, last we saw of it, and it was only the Dalek mutant, which by that point had sort of latched onto Ryan's dad. That's what went spiraling off
0: into the supernova, presumably to its death. Yeah, so we know that there was a company called, I think it was called MDZX or something, which had this uh, DAR. So a- again, you might have to remember the story of resolution a little bit. It's worth revisiting um, before this new episode. But basically, uh, the Dalek was kind of buried um, and broken apart centuries before the story. And there was a company called MZ uh, ZX, whatever it was called, MDZX, I think, which had um, the Dalek's weapons, which is where it gets them from. Uh, so obviously, people have been kind of studying this Dalek and, you know, what it could do before it kind of turned up and then after resolution they have an idea of what the casing is supposed to look like and you mentioned there you know the the drones the fact that they say these are new defense drones crucially in resolution that's what the soldiers say it is they say oh it's some drone take it out and i've got to give credit to some fans on twitter who spotted that i didn't spot it initially and that makes me think from the perspective of the British government, the fictional Doctor Who British government, what's happened here is they've been attacked by something which, as we've established, they can't remember because of crazy cracks in time or whatever. It's sort of almost taken out their entire, you know, their entire security mainframe. And then it's somehow destroyed and it's just left there. They're not going to be like, all right, chuck it in the bin. Let's just let's just throw that away. Like, they're they're going to have a look inside. Yeah. They're going to crack it open. And it, I reckon that these aren't real Daleks, I think that these are manufactured Daleks. I think that the British government has, or, you know, with maybe Jack Robertson, who's um, Chris North's own character, who we know was kind of dealing with some shady, kind of uh, vaguely science stuff last time we met him. I wonder if maybe he's working with them on that for some reason, I don't know, because it's, it's, you know, handy for the story of the episode. And basically they've created <laughs> these Daleks. And yeah, I mean, there's a few holes in it. I mean, you sort of, we do know, the, in the episode there's a proper Dalek ship because you see it in the trailer there's a big sort of time war era Dalek ship coming in um, and obviously alien Daleks, not man-made Daleks. Right? exactly yeah. yeah but as we mentioned on this podcast before there has been leaked filming that has seen some of the bronze Daleks fighting some of these new Daleks and also um one or two of the Dalek actors um have said oh you know excited to really fun to work on this episode Again, this is getting very granular, but the new Daleks don't have operators. They have um, they're, uh, moved by remote control because uh, they're too small for mm. people to go inside, which would suggest if the Dalek operators were on set, they were being the older Daleks. So <laughs> here's my theory. The British government, attacked by this Dalek thing, don't know it's a Dalek, decide to make their own. Maybe there's a problem. Mm. They can't get it to quite work because they don't have the key ingredient, which is you know this mutant inside. You see a scene in the trailer of Robertson and Leo Ragazzi, played by Nathan Stewart-Jarrett, sort of looking at this kind of what looks like a Dalek mutant in a kind of blue, um, you know, tank. Maybe they're trying to sort of genetically engineer something that can go inside and can pilot mm-hmm. it. Because the Daleks a tank, right? They need a mini pilot. Again, in the trailer, you see them and the Prime Minister, Joe Patterson, assuming that's who she is, cracking open one of the new Daleks casings exactly at the point where this mutant would be. So, you know, right. you kind of, it feels like maybe that's what they're looking at. And they may be telling her, we need something. And then I think what maybe happens is I'm not quite sure how is some these Daleks obviously go rogue because we've seen them flying around being red and shooting at people. And I wonder if this is connected to the real Daleks coming back outraged to essentially protect their copyright (laughs) because, you know, the Daleks famously dislike inferior versions of Daleks most of all um in victory of the daleks which we return to a lot the new paradigm daleks instantly destroyed the bronze ones because they said they were rubbish basically and they weren't pure dalek so i can imagine if someone tried to Uh, the irony the irony the pure irony i can imagine that maybe they'd come (laughs) back maybe the older bronze daleks come back just to destroy the new daleks and just be like no we're the bd on c big daleks on campus or maybe they like are able to take (laughs) over these uh these little daleks or maybe there's something more complicated you know we see some scenes of what looks like the you know, the fam in a big warehouse full of like green tanks with Dalek mutants in, one of which we see jump off and jump on Yaz. Maybe those are the real Daleks that are somehow coming to occupy these, these other shells. Again, possibly I'm just completely wrong about all of this <laughs> and it is just the Daleks undercover or a new Dalek. It's just because they, we know that the Dalek is so different and there's not really an explanation for why it's so different. And Chris Chibnall has said it's a plot point that it looks different, and that it looks like the reconnaissance mm. Dalek, which was a Dalek that built itself from scraps, so and not based on what it used to look like, because we've seen in pictures, the reconnaissance Dalek looked like one of the bronze ones. So it follows that because the new ones look like the reconnaissance Dalek, they have to be based on that specific rusty broken Dalek rather than Daleks in general. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: I think so. I think, no, I, I, think, <laughs> I think I follow you.
0: We'll have to, no. could someone no, read about the think- transcript? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but it's interesting as well because chris chibnall has said that um that, that even though we're getting these new look daleks in revolution of the daleks the old school daleks the bronze daleks which are very popular they're not gone for good mm. now that could just be interpreted as meaning well no dalek design is you know wiped from history and, and even when the bronze ones were kind of the um you know, the, the preeminent daleks um, yeah, we see in in certain stories like uh, is it *Asylum of the Daleks*, where you you see all the old old Dalek models. So he could just mean something like that. That oh yeah, we're not ruling out a return for the bronze models. Or he could mean that yes, the the bronze Daleks make a, a significant appearance in *Revolution of the Daleks*, and that would serve as a kind of Dalek revolution, wouldn't it? You know, this again another kind of sort of civil war between mm. um, these these new man made Daleks and uh,
0: and the Bronze Daleks is a revolt on on the part of the man-made Daleks. It's also a fun way of kind of, because, you know, we, we, we've we talked before about how the title of Revolution of the Daleks kind of calls back to things like Revelation of the Daleks. And, you know, all those kind of mm. RE of the Daleks titles that there were, which, was, which were almost always episodes dealing with a specific civil war between two factions of Daleks. I don't think this is meant to be like a direct sequel to those or anything, but it could be a kind of... Allusion to it in that we will have two factions of Daleks, but instead of them being, you know, the uh, Imperial Daleks and the Renegade Daleks, it will be these new kind of Black Daleks and the Bronze Ones. The Bronze Ones kind of taking the role of like the establishment Daleks versus these kind of upstarts, mm-hmm. just kind of doing a similar thing, but in a different way. Like it rhymes, even if it's not exactly the same.
1: Well, and with, with that title as well, Revolution of the Daleks, like, obviously it, it's a play on Resolution as well, which, mm-hmm. it, which we've now established, you know, it's a direct sequel. Um, to that episode, but uh, you know, if Chris Chibnall says there wasn't even a little bit of his mind that wasn't that isn't aware that it also recalls um, revelation of the Daleks and and those other stories, you know, Resurrection and and re- Remembrance, he's a liar because <laughs> <laughs> because because that might not be the chief inspiration, but like he's enough of a of a Doctor Who fan, um, enough of a Doctor Who geek to to be aware of those associations. I think so. It may not have been the driving force. I think he's aware that it kind of it fits the pattern.
0: Definitely, yeah. I think, um, I think he'd be aware of it. And if he didn't want that association made at all, he wouldn't have chosen that title. Do you know what I mean? Like He could have picked yeah. a different title, like Dalek, Battlefield Earth 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: if he didn't want us to overanalyze all of this, he should have picked a different title. A sure different, and a different career,
0: probably, a different job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Exactly. If you don't want us to overanalyze your work, just don't become the showrunner of Top here, It's part and parcel.
0: Um I will say as well actually during that conversation i when you said the cracks in time uh will they affect things in the future as well? They affect things in all time, Morgan, they affect things that haven't happened yet it's it's across time. He went forward in time and back in time
1: well this is this is it, which is perfect, which means that even though the cracks are now sealed, the fact that they ever existed allows Doctor. Who to erase any continuity errors um mm. for a Time immemorial, like forever, any continuity issues or clashes, you can just be, oh, that last thing that clashes with this new thing didn't happen because the cracks existed at some point in time or uh, at all points
0: in time. Incredibly confusing. Really confusing. Uh, Another thing that's slightly blown my mind, speaking of um, the current sort of era of Doctor Who, is I saw someone on Twitter basically pointing out that, I mean, it's true of every modern companion, pretty much, but especially Ryan, Yaz, and Graham, they all lived through the first Dalek invasion. They just don't remember it. And isn't that weird to think about? Because they were alive in two thousand and eight.
1: But but, th- but this is it. Did they
0: though? Because well, again, at it's some like point, point, a version of them, a version of them, like <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Ryan yeah, Yaz yeah, and yeah. Graham that existed yeah. in two thousand and eight when they were kids, and he was like being a bus driver somewhere. They experienced it. You know, Graham probably said something like, "Oh God, it's a bloody Dalek," you know, <laughs> um, and we'll never know. And
1: yeah, no, that's true. Like a version of them may well have, have lived through that. Um, although they may not have lived through it. So, given uh, that those events have been erased from existence, who's to say that, you know, you know if there was a full-scale Dalek invasion, would Graham, and especially a Graham, who had never met the Doctor and hadn't had those experiences, called bus driver Graham, would he have survived? Uh, I don't know, much as I love him. So, it's interesting that those, those, all three of us, the fam, may well have been exterminated, um, but when the Cracks in Time erased uh, those invasions, they were Miraculously brought back to life.
0: So there you go. It's in, in, another way the doctor saved them without even knowing. Assuming that that happened and is indeed true.
1: <laughs> Assu- assuming that it happened, but now it didn't happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. God, this is confusing. I feel like, in a way, when we came here today to solve these two mysteries of the Daleks, we've kind of just sprung <laughs> up some more mysteries that didn't need to exist that we've just created for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what tends to. I think if
1: you pull a thread when it comes to Doctor Who continuity it's very hard to tie it up then in a, in a
0: neat bow you end up with just, uh, well a, a, a ball of wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff that's what you end up with exactly i mean and that's classic i think that's just perfect it is weird to think that you know i mean i i, I think i'll be really interested to see if either of these kind of how theories are explored like whether they do talk about why people can't remember the daleks you know because jack's there jack jack was around the last time um the Daleks invaded Earth, and he'll remember it, I think. Like, we'd assume he would, because there's a slightly different rules for time travellers. Like, the Doctor remembers everything that the cracks took away. Um, and equally, you know, we'll maybe find out if these Daleks are real or, or fake. I mean, they're real, but you know what I mean? Like, whether they're, you know, made on Scarrow, as it were.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's not like they're going to they're gonna fall apart. But yeah, they're not, they're not like genuine bona fide uh, original brand Daleks. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: What you got to do yeah, is you got to you got to check the underside, and there's there's a there's a certificate yeah. of authenticity on every on every brand Dalek.
1: Yeah, made on Scarrow. Um, but no, that's that's an interesting point in terms of um, you know Captain Jack coming back as well because uh, you think uh, will will the show delve into we you know will Revolution of the Daleks delve into this fact that humanity doesn't remember the Daleks and why they don't? And my first instinct is well, Stephen Moffat addressed that, but arguably his era was a bit more sort of um, concerned with continuity in terms of you know, Doctor Who's history than the Chris Chibnall era. But I think I'm basing that more on the early Chris Chibnall era, that series 11 vibe, mm. when actually series 12, um, you know, well, from resolution on, you've had, you know, Daleks and the, and the Master and, and the, the Timeless Children and, and all those revelations and Morbius Doctors. So actually, don't rule it out that, um, you know, we might get references to the cracks in time. Um, we might get some explanation as to, yeah, why, why humanity doesn't remember the Daleks at least up until the point of resolution and what exactly has and
0: hasn't happened in this new rewritten timeline. Yeah. Um, but loyal listeners, what do you think? Do you think the Daleks are real? Do you buy the explanation for why humanity doesn't remember the Daleks? Do you reckon you'd probably remember them even if a crack in time did take away your memory of it? you know you, you might think you're pretty special who knows um, please let us know in the comments uh, on whatever you know outlets you're listening to this on we're on youtube we're on spotify and amazon and all the kind of ACast, all the sort of usual podcast places um we've got loads of fun stuff about the doctor who special and the daleks on radio times.com you can read an um, interview we've got with chris chibber and matt strevens which is online uh, and a few other stories from the cast and crew uh, next week, we're hoping to kind of carry on some of this conversation because we're hoping to revisit Resolution. Now that we've heard it's something of a prequel to Revolution of the Daleks, we probably, for work, need to re-watch it. And we'll just inflict that on you. You know, we'll just, <laughs> we're just going to take advantage of that. Um, but I'm quite looking forward to it, actually, because I, I do remember quite enjoying it at the time.
1: Yeah, but I've, I've, I've only seen it a couple of times. I've not seen it for um, quite a while, so I'm looking forward to revisiting it. Yeah, as if Revolution is a direct sequel, I think it'll be quite useful. It's a tough old job.
0: It's You're really hard. Doctor Who for work, but yeah. no has got to do it. We've and it's and it's us. It's us that's got to do it. Um, bear in mind though, as ever, uh, our schedule may change if there's massive breaking Doctor Who news, which seems to happen every other week at the moment. Um, until then, I've been Hugh. I've been Morgan, and we've been chatting nonsense about Daleks for far too long. Goodbye.